I would invite your attention this morning to the book of 1 Peter, chapter number 1, please. 1 Peter, chapter number 1. And I am very concerned about what's going on in our world. It will affect our church. What is happening in the world today and in America today will affect what we do, how we do, and to whom we do it in the near future. Our Supreme Court has now made immorality a civil right. So you have all the civil rights that you want in America to be as immoral as you want to be. That is no longer legislated by God, but now by nine judges on the Supreme Court. Now, I want to be kind to individuals, but I am not going to be kind to the sin. I'm going to preach to you today on this subject. We're too blessed to be depressed. Everything we see on television is depressing. If it is not rape, murder, pillage, racial, beneficial to the politicians, they don't put it on TV. So we as a church are going to take a stand. It is not a personal stand. It is a biblical stand. And I'm sorry if that rubs you on the wrong side. All you need to do is turn around. Amen. Someone said that Billy Sunday, when he went to a town for revival meeting, he was accused of rubbing the fur on the cat the wrong way. He replied, the cat only needs to turn around. Our country needs to turn around. Our Constitution is not for the convenience of the money crowd who can pay their way into getting votes the way they want them. So I would thought I'd just drop by today to tell you that your remote control still works. Turn that sucker off. Change it to Roadrunner and Coyote. That will be educational for you. <laughs> At least you'll learn how to say beep, beep, bam. <laughs> we are too blessed to be depressed. 
in a time such as we are living today, when the government and politicians were corrupt beyond imagination, in the A.D. 60s, Nero was the most powerful man in all the world. He was the one who fiddled while the city of Rome burnt. He lived in incest with his own mother. He was a vile, wicked man who hated righteousness, godliness, and any kind of holiness. He persecuted it beyond measure. Rome defeated Greece. But I ask you a question. Did they defeat Greece when they accepted the Greeks' morality? Of the first 15 Roman rulers... Caesars, the majority of them were homosexual. Julius Caesar had his favorite lover, the king of Bithynia. That's the 60s A.D. We're not the first who ever fought this battle. We're not the first who has or will experience persecution for our stand. Peter is writing to that society. And he writes, verse 1 of chapter 1, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, all subservient to Rome, elect according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Blessed beyond measure, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled. And it fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you. Blessed, blessed, too blessed to be depressed, who are kept by the power of God, through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last day. Too blessed to be depressed, wherein we greatly rejoice 
Though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen, ye love. In whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Suffering persecution beyond our imagination. Scattered throughout all the countries for their stand for Christ and their love for Jesus. Being stoned, crucified, belittled, and scattered and driven all over as refugees. Still they rejoice with unspeakable joy and full of glory. How do you do that? When they tell us we got to marry same-sexers, and we say no, and they picket your church and your own primetime television because of your biblical stand, rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. When our family and our friends don't understand your narrow Bible-believing Baptist. When your heart has been put out to pasture, they say, and the tear is dried from your eye, you conservative nut. Rejoice with joy. Unspeakable and full of glory, or shall we hang our head? become depressed because nobody understands in the society in which we live. We're not tolerant as they are, but they're not tolerant with our beliefs, only with theirs. I'll tell you, I am not going to let Harry Reasoner or Dan Rather or any other nut depress me because I just am too blessed to be depressed. You know, when you think about it, the 1860s was very difficult for being a Christian. Scattered from their homes and scattered from their family, one writer says about the Roman Emperor Nero, he is a deranged man. By the way, he's the one who executed the Apostle Paul and the Apostle Peter. It is believed that they are, that they are executed about the same time. It is said and believed that Nero actually torched 
the city of Rome so that he could blame the Christians for it. He sat on his balcony and played his violin as 70% of Rome burnt to the ground. A deranged individual. Too bad he's not running for president next term. We'd put him in. No comparison insinuated. This is a letter to help strengthen and encourage Christians who were in persecution at that particular time. But Peter is writing to the Christian folks saying, it's going to get worse. And he's writing to those who's watching the 6 o'clock news at 4 o'clock and at 5 o'clock and at 6 o'clock and at 10 o'clock and all of it is bad news. Depressing news. Amen. People who have been on death row for 50 years, give me a break. Pull a fuse. Light their candle. Amen. Somebody said, you're mean. I know that. Could I please say to you that Paul is warning those, and and Peter is warning those, That look, I know it's bad now, but look, don't give up the ship and don't give up the fight. You're in a trial of affliction that the trial of your faith, which is more precious than gold, should be found not to my honor or to your honor, but to honor and glory of the one who died, buried, and rose again, the Lord Jesus Christ. God knows what's going on. Obama is not running the ship. Dear God, he can't even afford the gas for the ship. God is still in control. I believe that with all my heart. I don't care what the planets do. I don't care how they line up. I don't care about planet X, Y, Z, 42 or 95. I know who upholdeth it all by the word of his power. And in him I will trust. And in him will I believe. And in him will I rejoice. So I am just too blessed to be depressed. You know, it's not a good day in America. Well, I'd rather live here as anywhere else in the world. And the meaner folk get to more than need Christ. And that puts more job security on my part. Amen. Smoke all the dope, drink all the booze, raise all the hell you want to. I'll be wherever the gospel with you and share it with you. Just share the world and that'll knock hell square out of you because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. I am just too blessed to be depressed. 
Forgive me, please. I still think I know who's running the show. <laughs> Amen. And so Peter is writing to try to encourage these folk. I kind of agree with Ted Cruz, though. He said the other day, in the light of the decision of our Supreme Court, that it was the darkest 24 hours in the history of America. I agree. The Supreme Court is no longer interpreting laws. They're playing politics. They're pleasing Obama. The gay community, even the conservatives on the Supreme Court voted for the Affordable Care Act. We've certainly learned a new term since he's been in president, executive power. Our spiritual future at least looks cloudy, does it not? The national news is depressing as it can be. The local news is more depressing than the national news. It seems like to me the bad guys are winning. I was going to eat the other day with my family Brother Andrew said something that really struck home with me. He said, my voice in America does not matter anymore. Who do you call? And what good will it do? The only thing politicians want from you is your vote. They don't need no more letters. They don't need any more suggestions. They want your vote. I'll tell you, if you really dwell on that a while, we ain't worth much if it's just one day in November. But I want you to know something. I'm just too blessed to be depressed. Paul warned Timothy that in the last days, perilous times would come. I, I think we're living in those times. I think our, our, our teenagers are going to see things that we never dreamed about. I think there's going to be more regulation. Now, let me ask you something. If they can do that, if the Supreme Court can say and legalize gay marriage, what can they do about your gun? We don't need to go to Congress in America anymore. All we got to do is let the liberal judges of the Supreme Court decide that the Constitution is all wet. 
And Justice Roberts said, listen, this vote of making gay marriage a civil rights, he said, don't blame the Constitution because it had nothing to do with it. And if they can go past the Constitution on same-sex marriage, why do we need a Congress? Why do we need a judicial system? And why do we need a, a legislation? And why do we need a presidential? Why do we need the three forms of government if we're not going to use them? Folks, you ain't seen nothing yet. That's what Peter was saying to those scattered abroad because of persecution. Oh, by the way, in the 60s A.D. is when Paul wrote to the church at Rome. And he said in Romans chapter 1, and when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, and professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And three times, God says, I gave them up. I gave them up. I gave them over to homosexuality, to loose living. I gave them up. I gave them up. I gave them up. If God did it once, What hope does America have? Just, I don't care which side you're on, but you ought to be on the side of the Constitution of the United States. You ought to be on the side of the Word of God. But I'm telling you, with all the bad news, thank God I've got some good news. And I'm just not going to dwell on the bad. I'm going to think a little bit about the good. And Paul writes this church and says to this bunch over here in Cappadocia and Galatia, he says, now, look, I know it's getting bad, but he says, I want you to think about this. We are too blessed to be depressed. Blessed? Blessed with what? Verse number 3. Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy. By the way, how many of you did it take a lot of mercy to get you saved? Huh? You say, I'm not so bad. You're a bad liar. You were rotten from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. There was no soundness found you at all. There was none righteous, no, not one. There was none that doeth good. All have turned their own way, and all are seeking their own good. Your throat is an open sepulcher. Uh, yes, you needed abundant mercy. And while the arrows were flying, and while the Roman police were knocking on the door, Paul, I mean, Peter says, look, don't give up. 
Think of God's abundant mercy that hath begotten us again unto what? Tell me. Lively what? Oh, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I've been blessed with a hope. A hope. You know what makes tomorrow better? Hope. It ain't going to be like this always. Amen. Hope that she ain't going to be bad tomorrow. She may be mad today, but hope maybe we can muster a smile tomorrow. Hope that the kids gets up with a little sanity and they won't be absolutely ignorant all their life. Hope that that neighbor walks his dog in his yard tomorrow, not yours. Hope that it does make a noise when you turn the switch to start. Hope, oh yes, we have a hope, a lively hope, a living hope, a solid hope, an eternal hope. I say to you today, bless God, I am just too blessed to get depressed because I have hope. I have hope. I have hope for this church. I have hope for the young men in this church in leadership. I have hope in the young men who are followed old men, who have watched godly men, and now they want to be part of a godly situation. I have hope that this church will just keep right on going on until Jesus comes. I have hope that my grandkids will not act like their mom and daddies did. <laughs> Amen. I have hope that one day Ginger will appreciate what she's got. <laughs> My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. Oh, no, I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. I thank God that my hope is not built on Obama or Obamacare or the Constitution, my hope is built on the precious blood of the Lamb who died and was buried and rose again, giving me a lively, living, solid, eternal hope of heaven. I'm just too blessed to be depressed. Don't you just hate to see it when folks are walking around with their bottom lip dragging the ground? What's wrong with you, you say? They say, glad you ask. <laughs> and so the rest of your day is consumed with Obama, Obamacare, the Availability Act and the Affordable Act, I'm sorry. It's available. It's just not affordable. When 85% of all those who filled up, filled in, signed up for Affordable Care Act, 85% 
could not afford it. That's what the Supreme Court just decided and redefined the definition of state. See, the Constitution says a state is different than the, con than the court just defines state. So what is the definition of is? I'm glad that my hope is not built on Democrats, Republicans, or independents, rhinos, elephants, or jackasses, in which you can put all the politicians in that one group and you don't have to worry about the rhinos and the elephants. And do not bleep one dumb thing out of the tape, not nary thing. JT, you bleep this tape, and I will bleep thy head in Christian love, of course. We're standing on the rock, on the solid rock. Can you say amen? So don't be walking around as a result of watching the six o'clock news. You see, oh, it's bad. You are too blessed. Your hope is not in Washington, and it's not in Joshua, it's not in Burleson. Your hope's in heaven, man, from whence we look for our Savior. Amen. Stinking thinking leads to stinking doing. Amen. Watch Roadrunner and Coyote. It'll never fail. You don't have to worry about the plot. You don't have to worry about the words. Beep, beep, boop, boop. That's it. Even you and I can memorize the words in Roadrunner and Coyote. And if you get bored, you can watch Foghorn Leghorn. I say, I, I, I say, boy. Anybody so dumb can't recognize a chicken hawk, you don't have to worry about voting at the next election. <coughs> but excuse me, please. I'm just too blessed to be depressed. And Peter's right in a vote that is in dire persecution. <coughs> and he's trying to encourage them and to strengthen them hang on because their hope was not in Rome their hope was in heaven from which they looked for their Savior hang on child of God it may look cloudy spiritually but I know who's driving this boat and he's the living resurrected I'm just too blessed to be distressed. You said, would you hurry so I will not be distressed? <laughs> We're blessed with hope. We're blessed. Verse number four, look at this. To an inheritance 
incorruptible, undefiled, and fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you. How beautiful heaven must be. Sweet home of the happy and free. Hell may be breaking loose here, a haven of rest for the weary. How beautiful heaven must be. Oh, the throngs that's laying on beds in hospitals today, suffering pain and agony. How beautiful heaven would be to them. Those fighting the addictions of this old world, whatever they may be. I do not know what must be the anguish of soul, the, the very crying and the screams of flesh crying out, I want this or I want that. And we are trying to make decisions when the body is crying out with all of its energy, give me, give me, give me, give me. How beautiful heaven must be. Sweet home of the happy and free. A haven of rest for the weary. How beautiful heaven must be. I stood in the intensive care unit with my father. And I watched as he agonized on those machines. And as the machines kept him going. And I asked the doctor, I said, doctor, how much hope? my father ever getting up. He said, Preacher, your daddy has wore out everything that God gave him. His heart's gone. His kidneys are gone. Everything is gone except the pain. And I watched as my father labored there in that intensive care unit as the family waits outside. And I said, unplug it. Surely heaven's got to be prettier than the intensive care unit with nurses with needles and doctors with drugs. I'm just too blessed. I'm blessed with the promise of heaven. I'm blessed with a lively hope, a living hope, a vibrant hope, a lasting hope, a solid hope. They unplugged my daddy. He winged his way into the presence of God. Heaven is a pure place. Heaven is a precious place. Heaven is a promised place. Heaven will be a place of praise. Around the throne of God, 
created beings do nothing from day and night but to cry out, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. We won't need Obamacare. And the Supreme Court will be out of a job. And we'll not be voting. There's only one vote that counts. And he's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I get there, I'm going to take my shoes off and dig my toenails and the pure gold. Can you say amen? Move into my mansion just down the street from Hallelujah Boulevard and got a mailbox on it and Wolfenbarger is spelt right. <laughs> I am just too blessed to be depressed. Hey man, buddy, that's better than snuff and not near as dusty. Can I please go now? I must, as the songwriter would say, onward to the prize before us. Soon his beauty we'll behold. Soon the pearly gates will open. We shall tread the streets of gold. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. What a day when we all get to heaven. My Jesus, I will say, I'm just too blessed to be depressed. Bob, I ain't running now. And thank God, Boehner and McConnell's not either. Amen. I've been blessed with a lively hope, I've been blessed with heaven. I must close because look like your blessings is just about full. We've been blessed with happiness. Notice, if you would please, verse 8. In your Bible, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible said, Whom having not seen, ye love. In whom though now ye see him not, yet believed, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. My Bible said, Blessed or happy is he whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sin is covered. What a burden was lifted off my soul 40-some years ago when I knelt at my couch and invited Jesus into my heart to save my soul. He took my sins. He took my sins and placed them upon himself, cast them from his back so he could never see them again. My sins are gone. Thank God I'm free. I'm free from sin's penalty. I'm free from sin's presence one blessed day. May I say, I'm free. I'm not only free, but I am forgiven. 
You may not forgive me, but that don't mean much when he forgave me everything. Yes, being justified by faith, I have peace with God through my Lord Jesus Christ. I am happy. We're happy because we have a future in Christ. Thank God that when my wife and my kids put me in a in a box, I hope it's not a very expensive box, just a box. I'm glad that's not where I'm going to live forever. I'm not looking for the undertaker, I'm looking for the upper taker. This world is not my home, I'm just passing through. My future is all laid up somewhere beyond the blue. And I am blessed because I have a living hope. I have a mansion in heaven prepared for the master carpenter himself. And I'm happy on my way there. Even though I do not have Obamacare, I'm cared for real good. Although I don't agree with what's going on, I'm just going to go on anyhow. Because I know who's running the show. Let me ask you something. What did it do to you emotionally this week? Watching the news. Some might say, what's the use? Some might say, it's not going to do any good. Maybe that's dependent upon whose good we're doing. Are we here to make sure America stays straight or to get as many people ready for heaven as we can? Are we here to cry about Obama or rejoice about Jesus? Are we here to build a home for us when somebody else has already built one for us somewhere else? I'm just asking you, have you been blessed? I'm just asking you, have you been blessed? I wish I had time I could talk to you about we're blessed with a hiding place. We're blessed with the Word of God. Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might sin. We are blessed by having the Holy Spirit of God. Hey, I, I want to tell you something, folks. You're just too blessed to be depressed. Have you read Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 lately? Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Me and the molly grubs? No, thank you. Me down on the mouth? No, thank you. Me looking like
like somebody just run over my pet poodle? No, thank you. Me acting like my pet rock just miscarried? No, thank you. Me act like all the angels in heaven just got a wing clipping? No, thank you. Me act like Jesus died and didn't raise again? Everything I have and everything I am and everything I shall ever be is dependent on him resurrecting from the dead. And because of that, kids, we got a livelihood. Because if he arose, guess what we're going to do? We're going to rise. Huh? And if he's victorious, guess what we are? We're victorious. Amen. And amen. Could an Aggie say amen? Amen. But if an Aggie can be saying amen, being blessed, everybody in the house ought to be blessed. And all of God's children said amen. Now the question is, do you have a lively hope? If your hope's in anything but Jesus Christ, you have no hope. But if you have hope in Christ, you are blessed. Too blessed to be dead.